What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Cut. Sean, Christian, Randy back again. We are now into the middle of August. That's pretty nuts. Um, I just got done watching Hamilton yesterday, and my that those songs are going to be stuck in my head pretty much for the next week. No, no, no. Way longer than that. I, yeah. I literally tossed on the fucking Hamilton soundtrack today at work, So, and I watched it the day it came out. So it's been over a month now, so good luck. I'm not Good. looking forward to that. Thank <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. We're going to have a nice special uh, remix to the soundtrack at some point. Once it gets approved by. Yeah, to, Randy, Randy's trying to keep our listeners on the edge of their seats. Not, not realizing that it's literally just going to be him singing. Yep. 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 <laughs> Randy doesn't even have a comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let Christian do his thing. It's whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I we're It'll gonna go to listen to it for sure. Yeah, we're gonna go viral because it's gonna be so bad that <laughs> people are gonna be like, "This fuck." Sounds, you know what? <laughs> I would rather go viral for this than most things that have happened in my life. I'll tell you that. Jesus, man. What? <laughs> whatever. I don't. I don't like. I, I don't like things being put on video or anything. Safety thing. So it's, it's a risk management thing. <laughs> All right, Christian, you start talking. Yeah, I'll start talking. Um, so guys, the new website we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. It is almost done. It might be ready to go by next week. Um, actually, today we're meeting with uh, our our web designer Nick Burkhammer. Shout out to him. The website looks freaking awesome. We've only seen mocks. Um, but we are very excited to roll this out and, uh, it'll help us produce some content and it'll be easy to find and it's going to look really good. So we're really excited about that. Um, if you guys didn't hear during the ad break on Monday, we are really excited to announce a new affiliate sponsor. So thrive fantasy, I'm telling you guys, they're the next DraftKings. They're, they're on the come up. They will be up there with your DraftKings and your FanDuel because they're different. So they're based on prop bets and not just a running scoring system the way DraftKings and FanDuel run. So you pick an over-under, you pick 10 out of 20 for the NFL, and you can win money. It's it's basically DraftKings, but just prop bets. Um, we are super pumped to hit football season, so we can take a stab at it. I tried with soccer. Don't know what happened. Randy, what's up? Oh, I was going to say, uh, another great thing about Thrive Fantasy is if you're not just playing the dollar $2 tournaments, the bigger tournaments, and that is like five up, have a lower rake from Thrive Fantasy than DraftKings and FanDuel have because it, because it's more profits. There's more, honestly, there's going to be more people losing. So they are, they're not paying out to as many people. It's not as many guaranteed prize pools necessarily, but you're taking more home at the end of the day. Especially if you listen to us and everyone else, you Which will know what you should happening. be. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So uh, w- obviously, I, I said that they're a new affiliate of ours, and I'm telling you, you can't get a better deal than this. So if you use our promo code, the cut, you're going to get an additional twenty dollars with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more, and so you're doubling your money before you even start. And all you have to do is put in some some player props and you're going to win more money. Um, 
I, I am really excited about Thrive Fantasy. We're really excited to be affiliated with them. You're going to hear us talk about them a lot because we are ecstatic about uh, what is to come this fall. I think so. They actually reached out to us last year and I missed the message. So we could have been already affiliated. This is why we need an intern. Yeah. And a producer looking for a producer. Uh, so if you're cool and we enjoy your company, you quite think the, uh, quite the requirement there, Christian. <laughs> yeah. You just have to be cool, have a nice uh, big fantasy football mind and be able to hop on the calls with us and keep us on track. So we don't talk about Hamilton for five minutes at the beginning of episodes. Um, or we can, I mean, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Christ, dude. Randy, we're Pretty starting to get to the point where he just begins to ramble. He's just rambling. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on for Thrive Fantasy is me and Christian are looking to get Sweet involved and maybe just us uh, to get this more incorporated <laughs> along with our DFS show during the season to try and help you guys and help ourselves. Maybe we can all win some money together. But yet again, you have to use the code the cut t-h-e-c-u-t use the code the cut exactly <laughs> yes it's important uh it's not case sensitive though you can type it in capitals or undercase lowercase undercase wow yes. undercase listen what is what is our gentleman holy hey, hell i'm let's, excited let's, i thought that was a good start let's get to it boys Come on. all right well hey you know what's next mr Randy. i do know what's next r. we're gonna do a triple r uh, this one comes to us from CNNGX11. Sorry, there's no way I can pronounce that physically. There's just also, you have to read this how it shows. Well, okay, hold on. All right, title, watch out for this podcast. Sorry, I didn't read that out perfectly according to you because there's a bunch of exclamation points there. No, but no, it's, it's the second I part. I know, I got you. The actual review is always gets better every single podcast, and I'm telling you, this is a definite must listen podcast. Is that okay, Sean? I was, I was hoping for a little more yelling, but yes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not triggering our the listeners' ears by screaming. Just yeah. saying. But thank you once again to CNN GX11. Uh, please list all your views. I like to talk a little bit, so you know, <laughs> if you put them in, I can read. Them. So what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to talk about our cut list for the 2020 season. Now these, we each took one guy that we're kind of like, we don't want any part of this year. Um, Whether it's ADP or not, like you just won't find these guys on our teams. If you listen to us enough, I think you're going to know who mine is. Um, And then after that, we're going to do keep trade cut. So something we, I don't think we've ever done on here, but I went through and added a, a, a list of three names for a variety of reasons. Like I, I, I have reasoning behind like why the three guys are matched up together. And then the three of us will just have to decide who we want to keep, who we want to trade. And then who of the three, who we would cut Um, again, it all, it all goes back to Z cut, which is what we are. So it worked out. I, to be honest with you guys, I didn't even think about that when I suggested this segment, but it works. Mediocre first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll start with my guy for the cut list. And to no one's surprise, it's Duke Johnson. So David Johnson is going to get a ton of work, as I've talked about on the A1 running back show. So you guys already know my stance on him. There's a reason that absolutely no coach has wanted to trade for him, has wanted to play him on the teams that he's already been on. 
and give him a starting role. It's because he's a niche running back. Hello, Carlos Hyde. Twice. They like Duke Johnson so much in Cleveland that they drafted Nick Chubb and they brought in Carlos Hyde. He's never had more than 104 carries in a single season. His value is obviously all PPR based. Pass catching. A skill that David Johnson does very well and something that they're going to want to use him to do. The guys that he competed with before this season for catches, Carlos Hyde, again, in numerous seasons, a rookie Nick Chubb, who I think we would all agree wasn't a very good pass catcher when he came into school. He still really isn't. And Isaiah Crowell, whose max amount of catches per year, I believe it was 30 when I looked it up. So, yeah, that's a lot. Shut up. Um, yeah. So, and again, you don't trade your star wide receiver for a package that revolves around a running back that's been successful in the past, whether it's on the ground or catching passes and not utilize them. And Duke Johnson just isn't a good running back. Don't let anybody tell you different. Don't let Christian tell you different. He's not good. Otherwise teams would want to use him in a featured role, which has never happened in his entire five year NFL career. Well, he's he's not a feature back. That's I mean, right. Exactly. Thank you. Quite simple. Christian, you want to start? <laughs> All right. So, Sean, um, what would you say if I told you Duke Johnson's never been lower than a high end, high end RB four? I would say look at his competition and look at the one thing he does well, and look at who else was on that team and didn't do it well. Uh, hold on, hold on, Christian. Sean, okay. you can start, Randy. Uh, well, just your your trig like your question triggered something for me, Sean. What do you what would you guess his RB finishes this year for Duke Johnson? I've already seen it. I I understand that he's finished at like RB thirty, no, no, RB twenty eight. No, no, no. Oh, this, this year, what do you think he's going to finish? Forty, forty two. So you okay. think he's going to have his worst year? Oh, yes. My God. All right. So if Randy. he so if he does have his worst year, so that could happen. He's going as RB50. So mm-hmm. if he had his worst season ever, he was going as RB48. What are you talking about? Going by RB50. What are you looking at? Well, 4850 is the same shit. Data, fantasy football calculator. I'm looking at fancy pros. Yeah, fantasy yeah. pros just update every day, but you know, whatever. It's uh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Either way, even if he finishes at 40, though, like Randy's saying, you still get value there. It might not be what you want. I personally. Sure. But, and here's the problem with that statement is guys there. You could take a high end handcuff in Alexander Madison, a high end handcuff in Tony Pollard, where we talked about on the last episode, you don't even need to go get that guys as your own handcuff. Like you could get Zeke's handcuff or cook's handcuff when you don't even have them or Daryl Henderson, who we just talked about probably has the starting job out of the gates for LA. Duke Johnson's never going to start. Even if David Johnson were to get hurt, they've already showed it. Lamar Miller got hurt last year. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to give the job to Duke Johnson. They went and got Carlos Hyde. Duke Johnson's never going to be the guy, and there are still other guys going around there that could be the guy. But So another thing I want to mention, so in your argument, you said he's he's very PPR-based, and you say that David Johnson's going to take that work. And before we started recording, I said, so what happens when there's two running backs on the field and Deshaun goes to the guy who he went to, uh, let's see, 
How many times last year? How many receptions? 62 targets for like 45 receptions, I think. Yeah, 40, 44. So, I I mean, I don't know how much David Johnson really cuts in because there are a lot of vacated targets. And I sure, know. Sure, but they brought in Randall Cobb. They brought in Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller is people think he's going to be on the field this year, which God fucking knows, but that's still <laughs> three other guys that he can throw to. What One thing I will say in Sean's defense for this, uh, I believe in total they targeted the running back 80 to 85 times last year, 62 of which was to Duke Johnson. David Johnson is primarily a pass-catching back. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. He hasn't, it, it's been a couple of years since he's showed an efficient rushing game or let's just say been healthy i guess because it's been a couple years but fully healthy it was the first half of last season but okay okay not on the ground not on the ground uh so always so he's getting it done like Leonard Fortnite. good okay so here's the thing uh if they're only gonna throw 85 times the running back you would have to say at least 40 to 50 go to david johnson i'd say so that does limit uh, and then he's not, and Duke's not going to get carried. Duke will get carries because David Johnson's going to need a spell, but it's not going to be an amount of carries that that it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the thing is, his average. So last year was last year's highest carry total. Uh, no, he had two hundred and four. No. He had one hundred and four rookie season. The Brown says the Brown said, "No, thank you. We don't want that." We're gonna take. We're gonna have Isaiah Crowell and just give him a bunch of carries. I mean, yeah, he, he's usually gets anywhere from like I would say he's gonna get. Plus, people carries. like to people like to talk about his yards per carry total. The one year he had over a hundred rushes, he had three point six yards per carry, which yeah. Christian can explain isn't good because he uses that argument all the time for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he has and, a good he has good yard per touch. I wouldn't say he's a yard per carry guy. He's about a seven yard per touch guy though. That's the thing. Sure, and that's what happens when you have a niche running back who's a spell guy. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not. Uh, like he's a utility player. I mean, My last guys, guys going um, after him: Austin Scott, Naeem Hines. I think I'd rather those guys. I, I think Scott's kind of a tie. The guys you kind of listed are all going ahead of him, not by a lot. Sure, but it, right, but it's in the same range. It, it's the yeah, Pollard, I, I it's the Henderson, it's the Madison, it's the Latavius Murray. Yeah, the only people of value really behind him are those two guys, and like and Chase Edmonds, who. But is it going to be Chase Edmonds or Eno Benjamin? So like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but For, I, I do think they if if Kenyon Drake were to go down, then then yeah. Edmonds does get the first shot. Whereas right. again, if if David Johnson goes down. The Texans will go get somebody else. They've already showed that they'll go get somebody else. Yeah, I mean, most likely. I mean, it's it, like Duke Johnson can't be a feature back. He just can't. No, he, no. you're right. He can't. But he's still a value, and I'd still take him. But That's I, fine. I, I take him. I don't want him. I mean, I, I'd take. I would take him, but it's not like it's not a pick you're excited about. And I get what Sean's saying. He's going what I, I would say probably like eleventh round, very back end of tenth. I believe yes. it is. In that stage, are you are you getting a guy that I mean, of course he's gonna be a value at RB fifty in my opinion, but I mean it's gonna be like thirty-five to forty-two finish, depending on how much receiving work he gets. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I'm I wanna take the highest upside possible in that round. Like like these are guys that you probably aren't gonna keep on your team. 
if you're going to pick Duke Johnson, he's going to score 19 okay, points. Here. You know what? You this is. Have- I'm glad you said that. So right now, looking at ADP, would you rather have Duke Johnson or would you rather have Jalen Rager? Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager is going to the spot behind Duke Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Golden, Tate, Golden Tate's going three spots behind Duke Johnson. This is what you should have said in your argument, right here. No, I know. That's we already went over to. this. We already went over <laughs> so, the fact that mine's going to be bias based. <laughs> that was, I mean, literally, that's all you had to say is you can get Jalen Rager at the same pick, and I'd be like, oh, f- yes, fuck exactly. Duke Johnson. And Mike, Mike Williams is going. Yeah, what? fuck Duke Johnson. Yeah, I, I apologize. Mike Williams is going Don't six picks. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Right there, boy. It's only hell. Again, fuck Duke Johnson. That says it the best. Poor guy. All right. I'll move on to mine. Um, I yeah, chose and, and, wait, hey, and Christian's really going to argue with me when this is this is his first point to to his player. Is This is his first point of reference. Come on. What? That he's old as dick. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. That's my second. His ADP is... So Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback that I chose that I am staying the fuck away from. He is being drafted as quarterback 10, and that's important um, because that is much of the reason why I'm staying away from him. Um, As Sean put it, he is old as dick. He's in a run for scheme that saw Aaron Jones finish as the RB2 in the first year under Matt LaFleur last year. So Aaron Rodgers finished as a QB1 last year, but you wouldn't have known if you just took the back half of the year because from weeks 8 to week 17, Aaron Rodgers was quarterback 19. So that was when LaFleur finally got his offense rolling, um, and it, it really took shape, and the Packers were really successful in that option. Um, his uh, defense-adjusted value over average of just 9% was 13th in the NFL, so that's below what he's being drafted at. His QBR of 50.4 was good for 20th in the NFL. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers has name recognition, but the 20th best QBR in the NFL isn't a guy I'm taking as my quarterback one comfortably. Uh, I haven't even touched on his lack of weapons, which it came out today that Alan Lazard is far and away the favorite to be the wide receiver two opposite Devontae Adams. And I've just got to say, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that Alan Lazard being far and away the wide receiver two for that team is a good sign for Aaron Rodgers' outlook. He was actually one of the more conservative passers in the NFL last year, too, which, I mean, it led to his efficient touchdown-to-interception ratio. He posted an aggressiveness rating of just 14.2%, which was 11th lowest of all qualifying quarterbacks. His air yard difference was tied for last in the NFL at negative 3.5, and I think the guy he tied with was Matt Barkley. Just wanted to let that sink in. Matt Barkley. Uh, ultimately, his air yard difference, so that's his intended air yards versus his completed air yards. Could that have been because his receivers suck dick? Yes, it could have been. But they're the same fucking receivers. See, he's got the same crew coming back. They didn't add any weapons, um, which obviously pissed him off. Last year, the Packers were 17th in total pass attempts in the entire league. Their game scripts were positive. They were winning games. We still expect the Packers to be good, so why would we want Aaron Rodgers, who's going to throw in the bottom half of the league in in terms of attempts? I don't want him. 
Um, their offseason moves indicate that they're geared towards the running game, obviously with the addition of A.J. Dillon, and they've indicated that they're ready to kind of start shifting away from Aaron Rodgers and trading up to get Jordan Love, who's better than Justin Herbert. Um, Again, like, not for this. Just, that's not a this year's he, thing. He has to throw it. I know. I, yeah. I mean, I'll go down as the, the big loser if I'm wrong. But anyway, um, Aaron Rodgers is being vastly overdrafted. I would rather have Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford, and a ton of others that are being drafted behind him. I am out. Don't fucking draft Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round. Don't don't be stupid. Don't do it. No, in I mean, one big thing, he was last year is his worst ever fantasy points per game since mm-hmm. he's been a starter. And I think the like the only really thing I could say is last year was his worst fantasy points per game. He was the quarterback nine. Rogers, yes, is obviously like Christian said, like down the stretch, he had he he was the QB, whatever. I don't know, 17. But the thing about Rodgers, too, is he still has maybe two to three weeks in him where he's going to get four or five touchdowns. He showed that last year. He had five touchdowns against Oakland, and he had four touchdowns later on in the season. So, like, Rodgers, he can still do that. That's like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. So, if, so that point means he's a streaming quarterback. Yeah. Not, a, I mean, not a QB one. Sure, but again, he had that bad season and he still finished as QB9 last year. That's the thing. Rodgers bad... always seems to find his way up there. Yeah, still. but what? But the reasons that, to, to Christian's point, the reasons he had a bad season was they switched more towards the running game. They didn't give him targets to throw to. I mean, let's be real. They they bet on guys that didn't pay out. I mean, Alan Lazard paid out and he wasn't even, people weren't even sure if he was going to make the cut. Of the rock, yeah. No, I so, get it. I just so think those the, and the game scripts down the the second half of the year from week eight on showed that Rogers passing wasn't what they wanted to do, and they were winning games in that time. And side note, this is also why I'm in on Aaron Ro- or Aaron Jones, not Aaron Rodgers, this year because the game scripts are still going to favor Aaron Jones, and while his goal line efficiency might not be where it was last year, the there's they're still going to run the ball. I mean, they're yes. going to win games. So I I could not fathom taking Aaron Rodgers over Matt Stafford. Well, no. that's because I – and I think that's just because how much you love Matt Stafford. I mean, would you pick Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round or Baker like three rounds later? I mean, yeah, that's I think- the thing is I think while we're high on Baker, if I were to take the um, – I guess not necessarily the law of averages, but I would probably still have Rodgers because I don't know if Baker has as much as I want to give him that upside. I don't know if Baker has that upside, but Rodgers does. That's my. Issue. I mean, so an, another round. So would you rather have Rodgers or another round after Josh Allen? Again, I mean, it, like it, that one would depend on the scoring format to me. If it's a six, if it's a six point passing touchdown league, it gets a lot closer. Obviously, if it's four point. Then it then it's Allen because of the rushing round and a half to two rounds after is Carson Wentz. Yes, who would I rather? My, my my biggest point is he's being drafted as a go to lock QB one, yeah. where he was kind of carried off of a couple big games. But I mean, if really, I I understand is I think he's a streaming option. He's at best going to be QB twelve this year. 
and that's if he does have those two or three huge gains. And that's my like, only. And that's my only problem with the argument is he's only done it one time in the last five seasons, six seasons, and that was when he only played seven games in 2017. Like he was still QB one, QB seven, QB one, QB six, QB nine. That was a different offense, though, man. Like I think Lafleur's yeah. presence is I, something that's being understated. I, I think you're understating last year when it was the first year of a new coach and a new scheme. That's that's what me and Christian are more saying. I think sure, but he still threw for over four thousand yards. Barely, he had four thousand two. Sure, but that's still over four thousand last time I checked. So if we're expecting the second half of the year to continue. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much he goes down. Let me, I guess, I, let me put it this way. Like, I mean, he attempted 569 passes. Like, do you guys see that number going significantly down too? I don't know if I see that. Yeah, so, I do. Yes. I, I, I do. think it's, I, 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 say, I won't say significantly, but I think it's going to be closer to the 525. That's probably where I'd land too. I can go look and see how many I gave him, but. I mean, five. If we're just saying lower passing, lower people to pass to. I mean, we're banking on Jay Sternberger playing out. We're banking on Alan Lazard doing more than just catch a slant route. We're, I mean, sure, but I think and, and also banking on the beer of Devontae Adams in, in that in that stretch that Christian talked about, where he didn't have Devontae Adams for part of that, and Adams came back and he wasn't hundred percent. Yes, well, and, and that and I think that played a that played a role also. I mean, Adams didn't play from week five to week ten, right? But then Rogers from week eight to week seventeen, so only two weeks of not having Adams. He was quarterback twenty, quarterback nineteen. What did I say? One of those two things: nineteen or twenty. I, okay. I, yeah, but I again, I do think a lot of I do think part of it was Adams wasn't one hundred percent for that either because he only played over. He only played over 85% of the snaps twice that the Sean, entire rest of the year. Yeah, Sean, I'm not saying that's not a factor. Right. That, it clearly is. Yeah. The, the, the biggest argument is basically, hey, we, we saw a huge trend line. And, and it's the same thing. It's the same reason we're lower on Cooper Cup. It's the same reason we're lower on a lot of people like that. That have sure. huge trend lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we can extrapolate that and he's fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the exact opposite with Stafford with those eight games. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Last thing, because I did pull up my rankings, I have him ranked as quarterback sixteen. So that would be. Yeah, it, it, we're not we're not saying he's going to be quarterback twenty two or anything like that. We're saying don't draft him as the ninth quarterback off the board. Why? Yeah. Why would you do? You're you're taking away any value, and you're you're going for his upside at yeah. best. Very true. That's I get that. Yeah. All right. For me, <laughs> this actually hurts me a lot to say. One of my favorite. See, my players. problem is I have like no holes to poke in this. One. Yeah, I, I know, right? Because That's it makes it, it just makes no sense. So yeah. Rob Gronkowski, one of my favorite players ever. Uh, in my opinion, the best tight end to ever play. Obviously, Tony Gonzalez is right there with him, but still, for me, it's Gronk. And I mean, holy hell, guys! He's going as tight end fucking six. This guy hasn't played in a year. <laughs> he, he's going the back end of the sixth. He is coming in this year with a slimmer body type that he's Thanks. never played with. What does Gronk do best? He lines up at tight end. 
he bullies people at the line. He's a fantastic blocker. Mm-hmm. And then he bullies people off the line and he makes physical catches. He jumps up, makes the most physical catches with guys all over him, even with injuries. Is he going to be able to do that? Also, slimmer body type, is he going to be more applicable to be injured? He's kind of injury prone just because of the beating that his body takes. And let's be real, hasn't played in a year. What happens the first time he gets his bell rung? What happens when he gets his first huge well, I don't think Brock ever gets his bell rung, though. I think he's had his bell rung a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He was, he's never been the smartest guy. But he is an amazing. Honestly, he's he's so fun to watch. But let's be real, he's had back, shoulder, elbow issues, knee issues just from taking hits down there. Like we're we're talking about a slimmer body type, and it's just it's very worrying to me. And let's just keep going. He hasn't played a full season since 2011. He retired last year. In 2018, he finished his tight end 11 with being hyper targeted by Brady with only Edelman and James White as viable fantasy candidates to pass catch around him. So, this year, three viable tight ends on the roster that we've seen score. I mean, O.J. Howard, hyper-athletic guy, should have been better than he has been. And we got to a scheme last year that, besides Jameis kind of throwing to them, it wasn't really geared towards the tight ends. I think Brady's going to kind of do the same thing. So it's a scheme that doesn't really love the tight end. And then on top of that, we have three running backs that will get touches in the receiving game. So that's pass catchers in the same avenue as Gronk. And then we go into two top-level wide receivers, one of which is going to play mainly second side, but also a lot working in the middle field as a slot receiver. And he's one of the best receivers in the game in Chris Godwin. Then we go to Mike Evans. Big body physical guy that's going to limit Bronx red zone potential, which is what people are expecting to pipe him all the way up to tight end six. He's not going to get the targets. He's not going to get the touchdowns. And even Godwin in the red zone, he's going to take over that Welker Edelman red zone slot role that just wins in those really tight windows off those super precise, precise routes, especially that zig route that Brady loves to throw down low. And it's going to be, limiting him in all of his upside potential in every snap of the field. So this pick at tight end six puts him in his absolute ceiling. He's not finishing higher than tight end six. Even if he's the old Gronk, the old Gronk that has to compete for targets now with a different body type, his best case is tight end six. So you, you're getting no value. You have no baked in risk to an injury prone tight end that hasn't played in a year. I'm just saying, give me Hurst, give me Henry, give me Fant, Cooper, Hawkinson, Johnny Smith, give me Dallas Goddard even. Give me guys later that have this baked-in risk or have a breakout potential. Like Give you, why, a, man, give you a man after midnight. <laughs> I mean, like, why are we... You laughed, and I don't even think you got my reference. <laughs> I'm just giving you your due, bro. Uh, why are we reaching for a Hall of Fame player from his past? Not saying he can't be a vital part of the Bucks' playoff run, possibly a Super Bowl run. We don't know. He might be. He might get a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's very possible. But he will no way 
be on any of my rosters at tight end fucking six. Yes. If he was tight end 11 or 12, which he was at one point, I would say not dynasty. I'd take the shot. You know, maybe maybe at that point, Johnny Smith was tight end like 20. Maybe take Johnny Smith too, just to give me that baked in help. At yep. tight end six, you're screwing yourself. In the sixth round, yeah, that's bad. when you could have gone... You could have gone running back heavy and come back and gotten a guy, what, DJ Chark, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I, I mean, DJ Chark might not get all the way to the back end of the six. Most drafts, he's middle, back end of the fifth. I'm just saying, like, there are so many guys right there. It's not even a question of why in the hell would you do this? <laughs> so, like, if you're if you're not getting the top end guy of Kittle or Kelsey. Let the other people reach for these tight ends in those middle rounds. Wait till 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 to get better tight ends at a much better value and get that breakout guy like Darren Waller. I 100% agree. Um, So fun fact, Brandon Park, who we've had on this show and we've featured on his show, he sent me his roster tonight. And uh, so he just did one of his first drafts this year. And he drafted Gronk, and he drafted Janu. And I said, "Dude, he, he his his running his backup running back, his literal RB three is Jarek McKinnon." And I said, "Dude, wait, wait to make your trades because you're gonna see Janu explode, and you're gonna realize people are still gonna trade for the name Gronk, and you're gonna be able to get a good running back. You don't need two tight ends, really. I mean, that's that's the advice I would give is you." You don't need two tight ends unless it's tight end premium. And even then, Randy and I are, are not going two tight ends in the listener league. So um, the only no, thing I would poke into this into this argument is that it it's entirely ADP-based because I tried to convince Randy of this two months ago, and Randy was like, well, no, dude, like Gronk's going to be fine. But that's when he was being drafted at 11 or 12. And so... I think his range of outcomes is a tight end one, but it's back end. And I don't think, I mean, I, I could see a world where Gronk finishes outside the top 15 tight ends. And so why would you bake in that risk to such a high price? It's insane. I agree fully. Yeah, That's it. Yes. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. I mean, what else is there to say? Really? I don't think I'll find him on a single one of my fantasy teams. He year. won't be on any – not and a tight end. And Lord knows I have a lot. Yes, and Lord knows I'm an enormous Gronkowski fan, and he's not going to touch my rosters. Yep. yep. All right, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we will get into keep trade cut. All right, welcome back to the cut. Um, so let's get into our keep <laughs> – See, Dom already left. Let's get into our keep trade the cut segment. See, you, you knew I was going to do it. I hate so, it. All right. So, um, do you guys want to do this in a like a draft mentality, or do you want to do it if we already had these three guys on our team? Do it. Like, who are we? Yes. Like, because uh, well, if you were to keep, you were going to be drafting that guy. Like, how do you guys like? What's the better way to do this? It would. Generally, it's better as a you have them type thing. Okay. That's fine. But yeah. some of these you wouldn't have. All. So, but Fair. yeah, I think we should do it that way. 
Okay, so like we already drafted, we have these guys, which makes sense. So it's really their full redraft value, not just draft value, but their full value for the entire season. That is what we're looking at. Yes. So that makes sense. All right, cool. So uh, first one, and then again, I have a, I pretty much have like a theme for all of these. Uh, I didn't just create these names out of thin air. Like there's an idea behind it. So the one, first one's pretty easy. It's three rookie receivers, the top three rookie receivers to me. I know Christian might argue with one of them, but that's why I didn't want to put him in because I know that would have been Christian's choice. Easy. Um, so Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs, keep trade cut. I'll go first. I would keep Jerry Judy because I think he's the most talented of the bunch. I would trade Jalen Rager because I think that his value might be at its all-time highest. Um, I think Jalen Rager is a good receiver, but the hype around Jalen Rager with how many targets he's going to get, I, I don't know that you're going to find a higher value for him at least this year than right now. So I would trade him and I would just cut rugs, which sucks. I don't want to do that, but right. Well, I mean, I, I get a, I get the feeling a lot of these guys, you don't want to cut one of them, but that's the nature yeah, of the game here. I know. Um, Randy. So I want kind of a distinction here. Are we, are we more saying I this want to year? Figure out a loophole. No, no, no. I, I want to, are we, it's are we not, going? Yeah. It's not dynasty. We're okay. Up that's, 2020 season. Yeah, like Christian, Christian sounded more dynasty. That's my answer. Saying. My answer would change if it was dynasty versus redraft. Yeah. I think. So, if we're just talking this season, I will say, I will say keep Jalen Rager because I do think he's gonna have the best season of the wall. I'm gonna say trade. I'm gonna say trade Henry Ruggs because he's going highest out of all these three. So you, there's maybe an assumed value there. I'm cutting Jerry Judy. I don't think he's going to get the workload people are expecting for some reason. But, I mean, I thought I had him high in my stats, and he's like wide receiver like 39. So just throwing that out there, he's being drafted pretty high. Yeah, and that's why I didn't add C.D. Lamb to it because I think Christian's answer would have been pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for Dynasty, my answer would be to keep Judy – trade Rager cut rugs but for redraft I think I would actually keep rugs trade Rager and cut Judy only because I could I could see rugs getting a lot of the passes in Oakland I know that people talk about um Brian Edwards too but of these three guys because I still do think uh, especially with Rager playing the same position as Deshaun Jackson I think of the three guys, Ruggs probably has the best chance right away to get targets, get receptions. So I would, I'll keep Ruggs, trade Rager because I think I could get some for him, and I'll cut Judy in this one. That's fair. All different. Cool. Yep. All right. So next one is three guys that are going right around top end of the second round running backs. Guys that two of which don't really catch passes. So PPR, your opinion might change a little bit, but keep trade cut. Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders. Boy, oh, yeah, boy, oh, boy, is this a hard one. Um, for me, for, oh, dude. Especially because I, you got two of these three guys that were in the same class, and you don't yeah. really know how what their ceilings are. Oh, this is this is going to sound disgusting to say. I am, I am keeping Josh Jacobs uh, just because I think he has the highest fantasy finish this season of mm-hmm. these three. I am trading Nick Chubb 
he is going too high for me, especially with what should be somewhat of a split backfield. I'll cut, but because he's going so high, he should get value, and he's got more name value and proven it before. I'm gonna. I guess I'll cut Miles Sanders by default. I guess mm-hmm. it's well. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to. You always have to cut one of these. Yeah. So for me, I'm keeping Nick Chubb because I think he has better touchdown upside than these other two guys. I'm trading Miles Sanders because the hype on Miles Sanders is just through the fucking roof right now. So I will trade Miles Sanders and I'll cut Josh Jacobs. We're gonna blame Jason Moore for that hype. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders finishes above both Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs this year. Um, I am trading Josh Jacobs because I think the hype around him is going to start to increase as uh, we see that Lynn, Lynn Bowden is uh, in the quarterback room more often than the running back room. And then, uh, or at the same amount. And then I would cut Nick Chubb because of the stat that you pulled last episode. About finishing with with Hunt. Hey yeah. Christian, would you uh, if if you had a choice between keeping Miles Sanders and keeping Allen Robinson, which uh, which one of those guys would you, would you choose? I'm not answering that. You fuck. You beat me in that league. You know, is it the yeah. AFL? Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm deciding between because Julio and Cooper are my Keep two. Robinson. No, because you want Miles Sanders. Clearly. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> I, I do. That's such a freaking tough decision. Dude, I don't even want to look at this next one. Holy hell! Yeah, this one. Uh, I this one I had some fun with. So these guys are literally going. Um, well, who's the, who does the third guy? Okay, so where I'm trying to think why I put this one here because again I had a reasoning behind all of these. I think it was ADP based. I think they're like in the same tier based on Pros' ADP, and they're all split backfields. Yeah. Wait. Am I looking at the wrong one? Oh, I am looking at the wrong one. Okay, never mind. I was looking at the next one. Sorry. Oh, yeah, the next one. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> they have incumbent starters. They have guys that you, you expect them to, all three of these guys, to be RB2s, but you don't know at what point they're going to be RB2s on their own teams. So keep trade cut. Marlon Mack, on Johnson, Tevin Cole. Good Lord. And they're yeah. all going right around each other. <laughs> uh, Sean, you start this one, actually. Yeah. It's your turn. <sighs> okay. I am going to keep Tevin Coleman. I'm going to trade Marlon Max, and I'm going to cut Carrion Johnson. Dude. Wow. Because what? I think they already showed last year with San Francisco is that there could be a week that Tevin Coleman is the guy and not Raheem Mostert, and he can win you a week. I don't think it's the same with Marlon Mack and Carrion Johnson. Right. It'll Christian have it on your bench uh, because you will have soured on him from the week before. I would. Oh, that's you. I like Tevin Coleman. I took that's him as true. my RB two in dynasty draft last year. Yeah, you're wild. How that? How that go? I would keep Carry on Johnson for this year because I think he still has a pretty clear role, and I think he's the goal linebacker. I would trade. Uh, I like how hard these are for you guys. I would trade Marlon Mack, and I would trade Marlon Mack because I think he would have the most value at the beginning of the season for about 25 snaps before Jonathan Taylor takes over. And then I would cut Tevin Coleman, which sounds weird. I don't really want to cut any part of the San Francisco backfield, but 
then that was one of my issues. Yeah. Uh, mine's exactly the same, Christian. Uh, like you said, Carrion has a built-in proven role this year. Uh, he's going to be in a split backfield for sure, but he's going to get, at least in the beginning for sure, he's going to get the lion's share of that split, and then probably more close to 50-50 with losing passing work. But he's got touchdown upside. Marlon Mack, I would trade because same kind of thing. He's going to get the lion's share to start because it's his offense and everything. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's going to have to get into it. But Marlon Mack is up there with Leonard Fournette for being super fucking inefficient. And with that offensive line, you shouldn't be that inefficient. And I'll cut Tevin Coleman only because he is a for sure RB2 on the team right now. And while he will have really good weeks, I wouldn't play him that week because why would I think he would do well? <laughs> and I, it's more of like a headache thing. And honestly, I probably wouldn't cut him in real life. But in the that's scenario, not the game, Randy. No, I'm, I'm more not saying I'm more saying he should be on your roster, but you have to expect what he is. Okay, well we can't we can't fucking. Man, I'm just I'm just saying what he is. Oh, because uh, Christian's already done that too. Oh, I wouldn't cut uh-huh. him. Like, that's not the game. That's why we play the game. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm playing the game, bro. Next one. Let's go. All right. So Christian's next one. These three guys. No. So this one. So now that we all went around of starting, whoever wants to jump in, we can. Okay. That's so, fine. Um, three guys going back to back to back in their the fantasy pros tier two quarterback rankings. These guys are literally back to back to back. Keep trade cut. Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I'll start. Please I will. Now, again, this is this is an idea of a six-point passing touchdown league because that seems like what a lot of stuff has started to transition to. I'm I'm going to keep Carson Wentz. Going to trade Josh Allen. And I'm going to cut Mara. If we're going six-point, I ooh, actually, you know what? I I am going to. Keep Hang on, and my reasoning behind, sorry, my reasoning behind keeping Carson Wentz over Josh Allen is because Carson Wentz has already showed when the rushing isn't necessarily there all the time for him, and he had Greg Ward to throw to last year, he's still a QB1, he's going to continue to be a QB1. So, if we're doing six-point passing touchdown, I am going to have to keep Matt Ryan. Uh, it's going to be a prolific passing offense with combine that with a just got awful defense spells, some touchdowns, not a lot of wins kind of thing. I think Carson Wentz is close there. I'm also going to trade Josh Allen because he has a perceived higher value, even in a six point touchdown league. Uh, a lot of people still assume he's going to be that top 10 guy where he wouldn't necessarily be. And unfortunately I would have to cut Josh Allen, or cut uh, Carson Wentz in that instance. Um, I'm almost the same, so I would keep Matt Ryan because of my love for all of the Falcons. Um, but I would trade Carson Wentz and I would cut Josh Allen. And I think the reason I would trade Carson Wentz is because I feel like Carson Wentz gets more hype in the media, um, in terms of what he can be especially with the Dak versus Wentz debates all the time. You've got a lot of Wentz truthers. I think I could flip him to Adam for a haul. So. <laughs> 17 <Yeah>. first. <laughs> yes. So that's it. All right. 
Moving on. Next one. Three older quarterbacks, if that's what you'd like to call them. Question marks surrounding their offenses. Two of them coming back from pretty significant injuries. Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins. Keep trade cut. And no, this question isn't originated in 2014. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, I would keep Cam Newton for the perceived or the the possible ceiling because Cam could be a top six to eight quarterback, whereas I don't see the other two being that. I would trade Ben Roethlisberger because, just because I want to cut Kirk Cousins or as Sean <laughs> likes to title him, Kirky C. Yeah, dude. I'm going to keep Ben Roethlisberger, trade Cam Newton because I do think you could get something for him. And I do think Ben Roethlisberger does still have that QB5 upside if he's a fully healthy Ben Roethlisberger because both of those guys have injury questions. And then I, unfortunately, will cut Kirky C. Uh, I am the exact same, Sean. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Big Ben, while you did say Cam has a top eight finish potential, Big Ben technically does too, and he's thrown it a lot. I mean, <laughs> the the and and we don't know what Cam is, and Cam's not even technically the starter yet. So, all right. So next one here, I had to throw one of these in because we usually don't talk about the top end guys, but this time I kind of wanted to. So these guys are going uh, three, four, and six in fantasy pros, respect the fantasy pros respectively, and coincidentally their ADPs are four, five, six. So they're right back to back to back. Um, keep trade cut Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, or Chris Godwin. I would keep Tyreek Hill, um, just because I think he has the highest ceiling. I would trade Julio Jones because that means you would have to cut Chris Godwin. Yes, this sucks. I don't enjoy you this. Cut one. one of them, Sean. It's the game. <laughs> Um, I would trade Julio Jones because I think you can get a ton off his name value uh, compared to what he will finish, in my opinion, lower than Calvin Ridley. And then uh, I would cut Chris Godwin. I'm keeping Julio, trading Godwin, cutting Hill. I can't I, Julio. <laughs> I am keeping Julio because he's going to finish the highest with the most receptions. Just saying. Uh I will trade Tyreek Hill because he's right below Julio for me, and he's probably going to have more touchdowns than Julio, but the huge name value, weak-winning uh, potential every week, he's going to have more market value. Chris Godwin has to be the cut in that situation for me. I like these. You guys are having trouble with them. This is fun. You're a dick. Christian is going to have quite the issue with this. This is rough. This is arguably why I put it in there because these are three guys that Christian loves to every aspect of his being. So, keep trade cut, DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, or AJ Brown? I don't want to go first. I'll go first. I will keep AJ Brown uh, almost reluctantly. I think he is going to finish highest of these three. That's literally the only reason. I will then trade DJ Chark because he has the name value and he is also 
going to have really good years, so I know people are going to want him. And then unfortunately, I would have to cut Terry McLaurin. I will keep DJ Chark. I will trade Terry McLaurin to Christian. And <laughs> I will cut AJ Brown. Wow. Uh, and we, none of us have the same one. I will keep DJ Chark. I will trade AJ Brown and I will cut Terry McLaurin. How did that make you feel? Not great, Bob. That you, did, that you just cut a wide receiver that you think is going to finish as a wide receiver one. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, will, so I, I, I was going to say, I will agree with you as well, Christian. It was so hard for me to pick that. Just, I think AJ Brown's going to finish higher, but he also would have more trade value. So I think yours is right too. Yeah, it's just that's the thing. The hype around AJ Brown is so high, and there's a lot of talk on fantasy Twitter about regression and blah blah blah. Yeah, he did historical things last year. I'm sure he'll continue it, and he probably has the highest ceiling. But I could get the biggest haul for him too. So, yeah. but, but all right. Be. So this one, our guys that are all in tier number five in fantasy pros, oh. and Randy has an opinion, but him and I have talked about one of them. Pretty, I, I can argue. I can already say who Christian's cut's going to be, but I won't. So keep trade cut. Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, AJ Green. I'll start. Uh, I'm going to keep a uh, keep uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown because he's one of my A1 wide receivers. Yeah, um, I will. Mm, I will trade. I'll trade AJ Green. Ah, uh, because if he's healthy, he's gonna finish higher and has more value. And I'll cut Brandon Cooks. Got right. Um, I'll go next. I will keep Marquise Brown for ceiling and trusting Randy. <laughs> I will trade Brandon Cooks because they're yep. that's exactly how I figured you would do it. Yeah, and I just want to cut AJ Green, so that's why I would trade Brandon Cooks. <laughs> See, I'm keeping. Ass. I'm keeping AJ Green. I'm trading Brandon Cooks and I'm cutting Marquise Brown. All right, moving on to uh, <laughs> what, is that what to the next one or what to my? It was what to yours. Yeah, I think Marquise over Brandon Cooks. Like you wouldn't ra- try to trade Hollywood. No, because I do think people might be scared away. A lot. I think a lot of people, like in especially in home leagues, are going to be scared away of the fact that Lamar is a run-first quarterback. They have Mark Ingram. They drafted J.K. Dobbins, and they have Mark Andrews, who's going to dominate the targets. I think that's going to play a role. And I think I could get more for Brandon Cooks, who, again, we argue this a lot, but I, Randy and I are on the same train here that Brandon Cooks is the wider, the new wide receiver one in Houston, where Marquise Brown is probably the wide receiver one there, but he has to compete with the tight end. All right, whatever. Shut up. It's my opinion. I know. All I right. was just shocked. That's wrong. So, <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so these guys, again, are going back to back to back. Keep trade cut. Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller. You're absolutely killing me, bro. Um, I'll go first. I will keep Darren Waller for touchdown regression in the positive sense. I will trade Mark Andrews for the higher haul. Plus, he will have negative touchdown regression, which will go to Marquise Holly Brown. And I'll cut Zach Ertz because I don't want Zach Ertz on any of my teams. I will. I will keep Zach Ertz. Um, well, he's, he's finishing third out of all these three. So I have him finishing third overall. Over yeah, Mark well, Andrews. You also, 
you also have some stupid ranking, so it's fine. <laughs> that, that is true. Kind of mean. Do your own, and we'll see how stupid stupid is. Damn it. Bad. Wow. Um, Good one. Good one, um, Christian. All right, Good tra- work. All right, I'm keeping Zach Ertz because he's going to finish the highest. I'm trading Mark Andrews because he has name value, like Randy said, and I'm cutting Darren Waller because he finishes last, and he has Jason uh, Witten to worry about now. So Does he? No, absolutely not. That is really not one of my concerns. Please don't. Don't quote me on that one. I'm, I'm doing just, the same. I'm keeping Zach Ertz. I'm trading Mark Andrews, and I'm cutting Darren Waller. That's <laughs> are just wrong. Yeah. All right, here's the next one. This is going to be fun for you. He has to fight for tight end snaps. What the hell? Yeah, but he had to fight for tight end snaps last year, and he finished at a ridiculously high clip also. Yeah, two. Whatever, move that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this fine. is going to be fun to go between you guys because I know how much you guys both like a guy on this list. Mm. Keep trade cut. No offense. Jonu Smith, Jonu Smith, or TJ Hawkinson. I, I'll go first again. I do want one clarification for the <laughs> trade. Are we saying right now we trade him? I'm at, yes. Like, okay, so I will well, keep it. It's the entirety of the 2020 season. We talked about that. Okay. Well, so I will keep Noah Fant because A1 tight end. I think he's the breakout of the season. I will trade. Uh, <laughs> I will trade Johnny Smith because he is getting a lot of hype right now, much deserved. And if you were somehow having both of these tight ends, you could wait three, four, or five weeks. You would get a lot for Johnny Smith, and I'll cut TJ Hawkinson. I will keep. Not Johnny Smith. I will trade Noah Fan. I will cut DJ Hawkinson. Well, I will person. keep Johnny Smith. Obviously, I think I'd. I think I'd trade Noah Fan and I'd cut TJ Hawkinson. I don't. I don't oh, want to cut Noah Fan, dude. Let what me get a report. Oh, you were going to cut Noah Fan despite me, and I was going to slap you through this video. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So these are all late round quarterbacks that if you're going to wait and wait and wait, especially in redraft, these three guys are probably who you're going to be deciding between. Keep trade cut. Philip Rivers, Dwayne Haskins, Jimmy Garoppolo. I would Dude. keep Dwayne Haskins. I would cut Philip Rivers, and I would trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm keeping Jimmy G. Trading Rivers, cutting Haskins. I will keep Philip Rivers because he's going to throw for the most yards and touchdowns on this group. I will trade Jimmy G and cut Dwayne Haskins. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, Christ. I, I see. I think it's for me, Haskins was a pretty easy cut out of these three. But Yeah, he's going multiple rounds later. Uh, if you guys hate on my A1 quarterback more on this show, I'm leaving. You're, you're, you're not second. leaving. You're we, second A1 yes. quarterback. That's right. Yeah. And we established this, that you're not going to leave because it creates a producing nightmare for you. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, you only hurt yourself, Yakov. <laughs> so now, okay, so now we're just getting into like some flex consideration here. So keep trade cut. Stefan Diggs, Kareem Hunt, or Tyler Higby. I'll go first. I'll keep Kareem Hunt. I will trade Tyler Higby because the hype is just 
absurd. And I will cut Stefan Diggs, who I am low on this year. I will keep Stefan Diggs, trade Tyler Higby, cut Kareem Hunt. I will keep Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I will trade Stefan Diggs because I've already done that. And I will cut yeah. Tyler Higby because he won't be as good as you people think. I'm okay with that too. I like right. that. So next one. Oh. These are guys these guys are pretty much going around each other also when you look at overall ADP. Um I can tell by your guys' reactions that you're excited for this one too. Keep trade cut. Devin Singletary, Jarvis Landry, James White. I will I hate you so much. I will keep James White, trade Devin Singletary, cut Landry. Landry finishes higher but always is undervalued, so you wouldn't get as much as you should for him trade. All right. I will keep Singletary, trade yeah. White, cut Landry. I also traded Singletary because he's by far would get you the most hole. I will. He keep... got you Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for me, but it was also Diggs and Singletary. Well, we'll see what this next one gets me. <laughs> I will keep Landry, trade Singletary, cut white. Ew. <laughs> I, I would keep Landry because he is undervalued and I'd like a nice little consistent wide receiver on my team. Or a nice little consistent one. Yeah, that's, that's why Christian. That's why you never win any leagues. Hi, Coda. That's true. Yeah, Coda is now on the screen. Uh, she is sitting on my lap while we record. You can barely yeah. see her. It's cool. I'm getting my uh, my foot is currently getting bitten by a cat, so I feel your pain. Uh, because I'm not petting her enough. I don't have a pet. <laughs> All right, three rookies for this one. Keep trade cut. DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, Joe Burrow. Uh, I would keep. Oh, is this uh, Superflex? Can you sure. can you clarify? Uh, oh, yes. Yes. What? No, yeah. that means yes. If it's Superflex, I would keep Joe Burrow. I would trade. Oh man, um, never mind. Someone else go. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> you go, bud. All right, I will keep. Swift, trade Burrow, cut Acres. All right, I'm ready now. I would keep Burrow, trade Swift, cut Acres. I will. Oh God, I'll keep Burrow because if it was Superflex, he would score the most points of them. I'll trade Swift, cut Acres. That's right. that's one hole. If it's Dynasty. Does this change your answers? No. Dynasty Superflex, no. Okay. A Dynasty, Dynasty one quarterback. Dynasty one quarterback, I'd say I keep Swift, trade trade Acres, cut Burrow, I guess, yeah. I would keep Swift, trade Burrow, cut Acres. Christian's, Christian would look at his phone. All right, number 15 it is. All right, this one. So was that for non super We were doing Dynasty one, one quarterback. quarterback yeah. One quarterback, I would keep Swift. Uh, trade Burrow, cut Acres. All right, this one is my favorite because we're all high on all three of these guys this year. Yes. Keep trade cut. Jamison Crowder, Mark Ingram, Marvin Jones. Before we answer, I want to say I have them within eight 
fantasy points in my rankings. That's why I was looking at my phone because I knew that they were all so freaking close. All right, go, someone go. I don't want to go. Randy, you got one? Or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go. <sighs> Keep Marvin Jones. Trade Mark Ingram. Cut Jameson Crowder. I think Jones has the most touchdown upside of the three of these guys. He's so volatile, though. Uh, um, he is. That's the problem. But yeah, Ingram could very much get his position supplanted, or Dobbins could very much find his way into that starting job. And Crowder, they did draft Denzel Mims too. But Marvin only- Jones, Marvin Jones is the wide receiver too, especially when Odron Miles. It's kind of a one A one B, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I will do. I will do. I will keep Marvin Jones, trade Mark Ingram, cut Crowder, just because you wouldn't get any value for him because people undervalue him. Mark Ingram, I will say, he will not lose his job unless he misses time. Sure, because he. I'm saying like that's my argument. He has the contract. He is older. They will run him into the ground. He will. He's not. He didn't get. 90% 90% of the work last year, he'll get the same amount of work, just all that work from the other guys predominantly is going to go to Dobbins. If he misses time for injury or COVID, Dobbins can dominate and take over them. So for that reason, I would trade Ingram after he has three touchdowns one week just like I did last year. <laughs> for Singletary, and a first. Um, I remember yeah, yeah. that really well. Um, cause I don't know if you're <laughs> None of my Who did you trade that to? Mike. Mike Swan. My dude. Um, okay, I would do the same thing as you guys on this one, actually. I would keep Marvin Jones. Ceiling's really high. Uh, I would trade Ingram because he has more perceived value than Crowder, and I would cut Crowder despite having a guaranteed over 100 targets. So, for points, I think I would have Jones and Ingram relative, like, ultra close, uh, but I think Ingram has the highest trade value, especially because he's a running back. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing for that. It was tough for me not to pick Ingram, but I couldn't. What are you going to get for the other guys? <laughs> yeah. No one likes Marvin Jones or Jameson Crowder except us. It's true. It's true. All right. Um, trying to think of one non football related, but I can't. Probably should have thought of that before. Keep trade cut, tater tots, French fries, onion rings. Oh, oh, that's easy. Keep French fries, trade onion rings, cut tater tots. Because tater tots suck. Oh, boo! That's not a good take. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if I keep. Honestly, so I was debating about keeping onion rings. Dude, I agree. I will. Hmm. I'll keep French fries only because you can have that with pretty much everything. Onion rings is great, but you wouldn't you don't have that every time. It's kind of like a, a different substitution treat type thing. True. And then you have to cut tater tots of that. Tater tots, I mean, they're good, but like they're not the go to for me. See, I would keep French fries because there are so many different varieties. Like exactly. you can have a waffle, you can have a curly, you can have a string. They cut shoestring. Yeah, um, I would trade tater tots though because I do think they are a little overrated. I do like tater tots though. I am not Sean, and I would cut onion rings, even though I I choose to eat onion rings quite a bit. 
I think all three of us do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So that is it for this episode. That was fun. Uh, yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Anything else to bring up, boys? Yes. Red Zone Draft Boards. We are now officially uh, affiliated with Red Zone Draft Boards. Um, go buy their draft board. If you have in-person drafts, we get that this year is a little weird. Um, but even if you're doing like a Zoom draft and you want a draft board yeah. in the background, you, you get more than just the draft board too with Red Zone Draft Boards. So click the link in our description. Go check it out. Uh, if you guys have questions about it, just reach out to us. Reach out to Red Zone. Uh, their customer service team is awesome as well. And then use our promo code, the cut, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Yeah, honestly, guys, even if, like he said, you're in a Zoom call, or if you can actually get together this year, just in general, every year, if your league generally gets together, having this type of product makes it so much more fun and so much more realistic, interactive. It's so much better than just cut and paste. You're sitting there on your phone with the 10 guys. Like, hey, yeah, do you like that pick that I didn't talk about or showboat or anything? It's so much more fun to have a GM and commissioner that just really makes it interactive and fun for your group. Unfortunately, a lot of our friends don't live next to us anymore. Christian lives two hours away. Just now lives two hours away. He lived a lot longer <laughs> a little yeah. while ago. But yes. and We have other friends that have moved out of the state. So it's just it's harder for us to do it. We wish we could do it for every draft, though. And we are in a lot of drafts. To say the least. Sean the Especially most. Sean. Good Lord. Fucking psycho. What? Yes. That's See? proper response. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, anything else? Stay no. tuned for the website. Go Indians. Yes. That. That's it. Kind of random, but yes, yes. Go, go, Indians. Stick within the rules, please. please. For the love of God, and don't lie about it. Especially pitchers, when you're in the same pitching room as a guy that just got over cancer, just fucking sane. Yes, dickheads. Anyway, I hope Clev listens. All right. So for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys next time. We go.